Craft Beer Radio, episode 222, on August 26, 2012. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio, where... Everybody was <laughs> Yeah! And we are doing a special show, a different type of show than we normally do, because we're not doing what you typically might call beer, although you might typically might call beer in another sense. Because we're, what is beer? Beer is a grain fermented into an alcoholic beverage. Without distillation. Without distillation. Where wines are fruits that are fermented. Mm-hmm. So and grains typically need some kind of starch conversion to be fermentable. Um, tonight we are drinking a fermented rice beverage. Uh, the starch conversion is done in a different way. Well, uh, first it is the rice is steamed. The rice are polished mm-hmm. and steamed. Uh, then they there is the application of conju of a. Uh, You're getting ahead of me, Greg. Okay, getting ahead Sorry. of me. Go ahead. So in beer we use the mash, the enzymes in the mash do the uh, starch conversion. And there's also the the the. Uh, Malting step ahead of that, but um, where you can brew beer with rice also, and typically the way they make that starch convert uh, converted is to gelatinize it, to cook it, um, like you do on the stove, and that'll break down the starches into simpler things that can be convert, you know, turn into sugars. Um, Japanese use a completely different method. Yes, they do. They put uh, microorganisms called Aspergillus oryzae. Uh, sprinkled onto the rice, and then it's allowed to ferment for about five to seven days, and then Saccharomyces cerevisiae beer yeast is used in order to do the rest of the fermentation. Now, you may want to call this beverage, I've heard, sake. That is, you know, language evolves, but that's technically the wrong name for it. Uh, sake is the more correct pronunciation. But I will put this in here. Neither of them is actually correct. Sake is just out al- is just Japanese for alcohol. This is a beverage called Nihonshu. So when you see sake, it's actually Nihonshu. Just so you know. All right. So the first one, we're going to drink these in order of price. That sounds decent. Yeah. You go over the the cheapest bottom shelf stuff here, which um, is the Benihana sake, produced and bottled by. Takara Sake USA Incorporated, Berkeley, California. Now, uh, one thing about this is um, premium sake should be drank cold. You may be used to, like in a sushi restaurant or something, if you get a sake, they may give you uh, just a warm one. And that's typically a lower quality sake. So, so we are drinking these right out of the fridge. Right out of the fridge, yeah. Not even, you know, so it'll be colder. No, my beer fridge, still. So warmer than a normal refrigerator, but... Not quite the temperature we drink most of our beers at. Lager temp, maybe. It's called Pilsner temp. Mm. So we're drinking these out of little snifters. Uh, they're actually the glasses I have. They're silk screened with a Cantillon. So imagine a little tall, um, almost like a it's like a white wine glass, but smaller for tasting um, lambics. I was having a brain fart there for a second. <laughs> uh, pours crystal clear. As it should. So you will notice a lot of volatiles on the sake, a lot of floral notes. Mm, I, I I like that smell. Mm-hmm. The fermented rice gives a really interesting and um, and sort of unique kind of. It's very floral. perfumey, a little honey, honeyish. 
Right. Little um little strawberry maybe. Mm-hmm. Alright, let's give it a sip. Almost what you might imagine, and I can't say I have good experience with this, but you know sometimes like when you you, know, you smell like orange pollen, it, it has you know something orangey to it, right? This is almost like strawberry pollen. Mm-hmm. Now sake is interesting because of the the different sort of levels that the flavor goes in. You get initial flavor up front, and this one is actually pretty strong up front with initial kind of free burst, and then almost all sakes kind of they the flavor goes away for a bit. It sort of becomes really aqueous and then goes, and then the volatiles in your mouth really start mm-hmm. to explode. Um, that's when you taste the alcohol, too. This one's yeah. a 16% ABV. And that's what you'll find them at roughly 12 to 16. It's a little hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is not the... You know, this is cheaper. Yeah, this it's a seven dollar one. Seven dollars for a seven fifty milliliter bottle of sake. It's one that I I would expect you you would find to be drinking hot because it it that actually lowers the 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 alcoholic. Um, mm-hmm. well, it's going to evaporate off. Yeah, at, you know at a, at a temperature you know well below boiling. Uh, if you had the, the the I mean what you could do if you wanted to experience hot just pop it in the microwave for about twenty thirty seconds and you'd get essentially mm-hmm. the same experience. Yeah. Trying to, you know, it's a whole new vocabulary, so I'm trying to figure out what I can say things taste like. And it, it's definitely a different experience, and it's going to be an exercise here to figure out what we're tasting. You know, it has, like I said, it has that, you know, it definitely has a boozy character to it. And, you know, talking about the evolution of the flavor, like you said, the first sip, the very, very beginning. Getting a little bit of that that strawberry, and then you swallow a little guava, even okay, yeah. And then you swallow, and then the alcohol hits you. Yeah, it's nice and it's big and warm, and you're getting a little bit more. There's something that's slightly grain like there. You know, it's as you breathe in. I'm actually starting to get even things that that, that remind me of some beer flavor, some dark fruit, um, some. Some plum, some you know, uh, deep cherry without the tang. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I mean it's it's very fruity, but even though I'm like almost getting, I'm not sure how to put it. It's it's like one part of a flavor component of of a grain or something like wheat without the tang or something. You know, that's how, kind of how the rice is coming across. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it ends uh, as rice does. Uh, it ends very dry. That's one of the reasons why some brewers like to use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it does; it can give a, a nice dry finish to to a beer if you use it for your entire recipe. Almost like what Budweiser does, uh, you get uh, a pretty dry experience out of it. But this, all these are going to end pretty dry. All right. So that was the six ninety nine. Benihana Sake. Produced and bottled by Takara Sake USA Incorporated, Berkeley, California. This is uh, 
just that, that so that's apparently what they just used for their hot sake. So okay, it was not the the premium kind. So the the premium kind is probably going to be uh, what's called what's referred to as uh, ginjo shu, um, or toko betshu. Uh, these are sort of the premium genuine brews. Like here, in this one, I'm not sure what. Gekekin sake means, but I think it means good. <laughs> <laughs> Probably does not mean bad. Okay, so the next one we got is Sensei. It says on the front, premium sake. And what do we have here? It is uh, distributed, by, distributed by Royal Wine, New York, New York. It is um, produced and bottled by Oziki Sake USA, Hollister, California. 16% ABV again. Alright, I'm trying to find some interesting stuff on Sensei's. It says it's fermented at a low temperature and produced using a process that dates back three centuries. It's harder to find information about sake than you would be able to find about beer. Well, sake is marketed more like a spirit, where it's yeah. all marketing. You know, you know, craft beer is really quite different in how it's marketed and the information available for it compared to like any other spirit. Whiskey might be a little better, but still, you know, you're not going to. I mean, wine. I guess you get some information if you go yeah, to. Yeah, I guess you're right. Wine. That's probably where craft beer gets it. Is you know, modeling after the winemakers. But I mean, look at this last bottle, right? I mean, this is like. That's the, yeah. the most expensive beer is also the one that's most marketed. It's in this ceramic triangular bottle. Uh-huh. It's like just to stand out on the shelf. All right. So most of them come in green bottles as opposed to yeah, the one that Jeff is pointing out, the last one, which will go the uh the one that's <laughs> the most marketed. <laughs> All right, so this one is eleven ninety nine. Smells a little bit different. It smells a little bit more of like pear. Yeah, it has a little bit richer. It doesn't. Well, let's see in the flavor. See how the heat, you know. Really, I was gonna say it's. It just seems a little mm-hmm. more subdued, but I really shouldn't. You know, compare because really the Banyahana didn't really smell hot. You know, it just smelled like you know strawberry pollen. It it smelled yeah. It didn't smell like as awesome as I've had other mm-hmm. sake. This is more more interesting and more kind of uh, it's, it's the smell smells still subtle, but definitely smells better. There's a little bit more complexity here. It's hard for me to find words, though. So, I, mean, I mean, you know, like I said, pear is there. Maybe a little bit of apple. And some, like, caramel. Like a caramel apple. Yeah. Yeah. Baked apple. Something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. There you go. It smells good. I mean, it just smells like something you, I would be happy sitting here sniffing. Hmm. 
It's not as boozy. Yeah. Is that yeah? It definitely doesn't have that hot edge to it, but it doesn't to come on as strong either at, mm-hmm. at the front. Yeah, um, it starts out really subtle and kind of builds, but it really isn't a big flavorful sake. It's a lot less flavor overall than than the Benihana. It's kind of a. I'm trying to figure out how this works and you know how this is coming out sake about you know kind of getting this like vanilla feel or something. like Yeah, that. there's something vanilla there. There's a little bit of um, watermelon. Um, cantaloupe. Okay, yeah. There's, yeah. Both those melony things are they're they're in there. Hmm. Very nice, subdued flavor. Then easy drinker. This one. Yeah. Uh, this one will, I'm sure, sneak up on you pretty yeah, well. <laughs> the last one tasted big, you know. Yeah. This one really doesn't taste too alcoholic at all. This one definitely was meant to be cold, and you can taste it because it was, you know, it's brewed that way, and it doesn't, you know, does not have that hotness really at all. Uh, so, it, it, you know, if you were to take a bunch of these, they would sneak past you really strongly. Now, sake. Uh, Goes well with lighter foods. It's um, you know it's good with fish. It's good with raw fish in particular. It's good. It obviously, goes great with rice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if you're having some sort of rice dish, like a rice pilaf or something like that, this might work well. A risotto, as long as it was not a too too strong a risotto, uh, it might work well. I wouldn't really go beef or anything with this. I think you, um, you'd, you'd kind of lose the flavors. Maybe something, maybe something with a little bit of spice into it. Maybe if you go a little Indian, but not too, not too hardcore. No vindaloo's. So, you know, since we're drinking something that's higher alcohol beverage, kind of wine like, I was thinking back to something. I remember seeing Gary Vaynerchuk do on Wine Library TV when he'll drink a wine, one of the things he does to really, you know, taste it, to search it out, is he'll kind of swish it around his teeth like like a mouthwash. Like, so I'll swish it back and forth. So I was, like, really agitating it. It warms it up. And I was getting some things. I was getting a little bit of anise. I was getting a little bit of plantain. Okay. Like, or maybe, like, a green banana type thing. Sure. I was, like, I was thinking banana, but I'm like, no, it's not banana. But it, it, it's more like, you know, before it's, like, ripe and sweet. You know, it's kind of an underripe banana. But it really changes, and it also makes this one taste a lot harder when you do that. So yes. it's probably not necessarily what you want to do every sip, but to to, to explore the the finer points of the flavor there that that really that you nec- you wouldn't necessarily be tasting, mm-hmm. um, because yeah, yeah, like you said, it's not something that you do often. But I see what you're saying because I did that too, and yeah, I mean, you you get like you said, it, you get it hot as you feel it in your teeth, mm-hmm. the, the hotness of the alcohol. Yeah. But um, we don't do that with beer very often. Uh, maybe we should try it a little bit more. Uh, you know, I really had forgotten about that whole bit that he did yeah. until, you know, hey, we're drinking something at 16%, like wine. It came back to me. Uh, I think the carbonation in beer might make it not so... It would definitely work out the carbonation. Yeah. Um, but you'd also have a mouth mouthfeel of carbonic beer is, acid. Beer too. is not as subtle as, in general yeah. as these uh, guys are. Um Everything we're drinking here is, you know, you could mistake it for water quite easily, except for I guess it's it's a little bit more viscous. 
You mean in the glass or in your yeah, mouth? Yeah, in the glass. Okay. If, if you saw this in, in a glass of water, you'd have no idea. Except unless you were to swish around a bit, and this is seems a little bit more viscous than water yeah. does. Yeah, it probably. Well, the surface tension is definitely different. Mm-hmm. You know, that's probably the main thing you would notice is uh, it probably has lower surface tension than water. So, like, it doesn't form bubbles and stuff when you shake it, where water would have a bunch of little bubbles formed. Yeah, so I'm going to do the mouthwash thing to taste a, you know, when I'm tasting it, but not something you want to do every sip. Especially with the sake, because it just tastes all the alcohol. And really, that's not really what you want to taste when you're drinking yeah. a sake, especially one like this Sensei that we're drinking right now. Very nice, very, very suitable for uh, an intimate evening. <laughs> It's definitely a mix. I mean, you know, there's times where I just want to drink a scotch or a bourbon or something. And yeah, I could definitely see a time where I just want to sit back and drink a sake, too. It's, uh, I think it's, I don't know, see, there's not very often, there's, I'm trying to think how it will compare to the times I would want to drink a wine. I think this, to me, this is more of a, you know, to be cliche, sit by the fire with a cigar type mm-hmm. sipper than wine would be. So it's a little more like a spirit than a wine for me in how I want to enjoy it. I'm with you because I think that um, a wine, I, I mean, even though I, I enjoy wine, I'm not a wine hater at all. Uh, I'm more interested in the, in the little finesse and the, small, and the smaller flavors here that are in the sake that it would be in a wine in general. And wine sort of, you know, punches you. Well, and I should say, I drink most of my spirits neat. And with, you know, the, the whiskeys, they're going to be a little bit more potent in flavor and sure. whatnot. But, to, you know, to me, you know, I just want to take little sips and really savor this, where there's times I want to do that with wine, too, but wine is, is generally more of a drinker. Absolutely. For me, so. Before we get on to the next two, we're going to have a little bit of intermission. Yeah, we need to take a little break here and kind of settle down a bit, so let's go to the intermission. And we're back. Uh, a little bit of uh, 151 Hyakugo Juichi for your pleasure. It's kind of an internet meme from way back. Yes, way back. Talking 94? Maybe 96? Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, the video you showed me had some things that were... I don't know. I thought there were some newer things in the you know the the mid nineties, but maybe the oh video yeah. Has been updated. Now that I'm thinking about it, because there's all our base in there, and that wasn't a meme until probably around ninety eight. Now because okay. I'm thinking about when I was showing this to to people, and okay. yeah, it was probably around ninety eight. Yeah, video ninety four would have been an epic, that's for sure. <laughs> well, this was flash. This is all flash animation, okay. so it turned into a video. Okie dokie, this one has... But that was actually the Pokemon song. So, I mean, it's based on an actual Japanese song, the, the Pokemon theme song in Japan. 
151 Pokemon. We spent, a long, we spent a long time trying to find iconic Japanese sounds. Yes. And like the intro, I wanted something a little more authentic than Kung Fu fighting, but we really could not come up with anything. Everything, you know, some of the J-pop was fun, but really didn't sound Japanese or anything. It just sounded silly. <laughs> and this was perfect, but it was more perfect for an intermission, an intermission than it was. But anyway, on to our next one, which is, what's that? Is it just called Haiku? Oh, look at a second here. This one is thirteen ninety nine. so this is $2 more than the last one, and almost and double the price of the Benihana. Is it twice as good? We shall see. Haiku. Uh, like you said before... This oh, Gekikan is the name of the sake picture, so... Oh, okay. uh, 15%? This was... See, they, have, they, they showed... Um, they have an animated gif of other types of sake here. Mm -hmm. And let me show you one that uh, that I saw there that was pretty expensive. This this black and gold was there. And it was like 60 bucks. Okay. So that's yeah, hard to buy without knowing what you're getting. Yeah. This is from Folsom, California, the Gikiken Saki Gikiken Saki USA Incorporated. And let's see, there's probably a bunch of marketing speak on the back. Haiku is a unique form of poetry which customarily observes the five seven five syllable guideline. Hmm. Okay, um, more, much more appley in the aroma here. Serve chilled or over ice. No artificial preservatives. So they're explicitly saying to drink this one cold. Where the last one said premium sake, but it did not did not say, say drink cold. Yeah, a little bit of green apple, but not too acidic. There's not a bunch of. Like when you smell green apple, mm -hmm. a lot of that yeah. aroma is very you know. Is well, the way they describe it on their site is reminiscent of orchard apples, and I'm thinking more of an apple orchard. I think more you know of you know if you if you're there amongst the apples, it might and one or two are open, but mm -hmm. yeah, it might smell something like this. Yeah, it's not quite as polleny as like the first one. Yeah, you know, the first one like was really what you would think strawberry pollen would smell like. Something else going on there. It has a, it's a nice smell. I'm trying to dig it in. It really is pretty lovely. There's a little bit of a leafiness, too, I think. Maybe um, a little bit of those. I forget what they're called, but the, the, the leaves that are not quite spearmint, but they, you know, this may serve them with your sushi or something like that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there definitely is something that reminds you of a an herbal you know, leaf of some sort, but nothing specific that I can think of. You know, it's definitely not basil. It's definitely not mint. But there's some aromatic that makes you think, hey, there's probably a leaf that smells this way. Mm -hmm. It's on that line, yeah. And it's also not, like, green. It's not pure, like, um, I don't know, it's not like a rose bush or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's not like something that's... It doesn't smell like chlorophyll. Mm -hmm. It doesn't smell like resin. It, it smells like something of the herbal, you know, family. Here's something that just popped into my head. It, it mm. could be me really just reaching, reaching. Sunflower. 
I honestly can't say I'm too familiar with sunflowers. Okay. So did not have them around when I was growing up, mm-hmm. was not regularly exposed to them, so I don't really know much about their smell. I know what sunflower seeds taste like, right, and right. that's a little yeah, bit different. That's, that's, yeah. I mean, if you know the difference between cilantro and um, and coriander, you know how much a seed yeah, can differ. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, there's a there's a vanilla. There's an oaky thing going on in the aroma on this too. It it has a little something that's the same volatiles that are reminiscent of a bourbon are coming out of this. And and there's a bit of that on the taste. It, it's a bit hotter actually than the second one, uh, alcohol wise. It's not it's not quite there at the Benihana level. But there's a bit mm-hmm. more hotness there. This is more noticeable that you're drinking something. With uh, w- with a lot of alcohol in it, there is an oaky character in the flavor too. Now this thing doesn't have any color, again, so it, you know, it's not like it's obvious that it spent any appreciable mm-hmm. time in barrels. But there's a little bit of oakiness in the flavor, because when you put a spirit in barrels, that's why bourbon has the brownish orange color that it has. It gets it from the wood. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you put the bourbon distill it into the barrels, it's it's clear. It's white lightning. It's moonshine. You know, it's it's. And then it gets this color from the maturation. I don't think this was. I don't think they spent any time in barrels. I don't believe sake. I mean, there may be. I wouldn't be surprised if there are some. I mean, you know, a lot of a lot of tequila does not spend time in barrels. But then mm. there's in you know añejo. I think it is, and or no añejo. I think it's the clear stuff. I think it's reposado, which is the uh, the barrel aged stuff. I know they they age sake to mature it, so like when it's very new, it's very rough, mm-hmm. and, and it, it takes uh, about a year to really to get it to where it's smooth. Well, and you've rich. got to figure traditionally it had to be stored in wood vessels. Well, they didn't have no, stainless uh, steel three hundred. No, years They could ago. have had pottery and no, various pottery. other ceramics and yeah, stuff I guess like you're that. Right. Oh look! This next one gives us our tasting notes. Well, they're telling us what we're tasting, what the taste. That's not unlike many beer sites, so I'm not <laughs> going to, you know, I'm not going to, to penalize them for that. They do say on their label here, it's the world's best tasting sake. We'll be the judge of that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Even though we've had it before, we had it at the Pittsburgh. Whiskey we have Fest. had it before. Yes, we were. Um, I don't know. We we were, I was going to say a little bit more inebriated, but we had some yeah. some alcohol tonight. Gluten free, no tannins, no sulfates. The next one, yeah. But I I would presume almost all sakes are gluten free. I don't believe that rice has gluten in it. So it's a it's a fine drink for uh, your celiac friends. Keep yes. a bottle of sake around for when you uh, have some celiac friends over. So yeah, this one's a little hotter. The the I'm not actually getting as many complex flavors here. It's not. Yeah, you get a little, you get that fruity burst up front, and then it kind of just fades away. And nothing really stands out as it's going, you know, going away. We're uh, you know, we're only pouring probably a little over an ounce for each taste here. I think, you know, that's worth saying just because you're drinking something that's so high in alcohol. Yeah. There was AVB on this one published. Oh, 15%, right? Yeah. 
think that's what I said. Yes. This is the Haiku. Did you notice the first three sakis are all American-made? Uh, and um, the last one is made in Japan. Yes, it's important. Right here. So this is um, this is a, a Jumai sake, the last one, which is uh, milled over thirty percent. So the, the the higher it is, the premium. So the futsu is the lower grade stuff. So this is the uh, second class. There's Jumai, there's Jumai Ginjo, and there's Jumai Daiginjo. So let's see, how to make sake at home. Can you brew it at home? I remember I had a friend, wasn't a brewer, no, not one of my beer friends. This was before, you know, friends from high school. And he was talking about how he had a friend who would make sake, but he made it sound like a risky proposition where if you don't use the fungus right, it could poison you. Huh. Um, so I'm going to try to look that up here. That That sounds... Very, you know, for, you know, that whole, you know, just out of high school type thing where it's yeah. like, you know, let's make it sound dangerous or, you know, <laughs> I'm just ignorant and, and I, you know, don't understand the concept of fermentation, you know. But it, it it's possible. I mean, like, if you, if you do moonshine, you can make, you can accidentally make wood alcohol, right? I mean, you can... Yeah, you gotta take the right part of the distillation. You have to let the beginning part go, and then you have, you know, because it's too toxic. You have to let the, you know, you let the end part go. I'm not sure because of toxins, but for other undesirable flavors. Uh, so it takes a it takes a level of proficiency to work the still. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna try to look here and see if it is dangerous or if you could actually buy a sake homebrew kit and it's no big deal. Meanwhile, I will describe the next sake. There our last sake of the night, the Taiku sake, which you will find in this pyramid-like bottle. Uh, it's produced in Japan, but imported and bottled by Taiku sake in Rochester, New York. It's a premium Jumai imported sake at 15% alcohol by volume. Uh, so it is. They say here, and I'm going to say this just because what the hell. Fresh and slightly sweet with subtle pear notes leaving softness on the palate. Uh, <laughs> it has SMV of plus 1.9, acidity 1.7, amino acid 1.1. I don't know what any of that has to do with anything. It's for those, uh, for those sake, sake yeah. advocates. Yeah. I found a neat page. It has a recipe, like a how-to, like from A to Z on, on you know, wanting to make sake. And uh, I knew this, but I had forgotten. Fred Eckert, the, the beer geek in Portland, he, you know, our beer god, you know, the pioneer of craft beer, Fred Eckert, has a book on sake also. So you can check that out. If so if you don't believe us about sake being, you know, in, in the beer category, believe it. Name of this stuff again? Taiku. It's not haiku. Taiku. T y k u. Okay, so the bottle itself is a clear glass bottle. It just has a shrink wrap silver sleeve on it. Right. 
triangular, like we said. Actually, the the color is oh, yeah, slight yellow. Yeah, there's a slight it. yellowish to it. It's a it looks like kind of like a white wine. And I see where they're going with pear. Uh, you can definitely... They just put that in your head. Yeah, but you can smell it. Put, put it in my head or not, it's there. Yeah, it's similar to the second one that had the pear. A little bit of... Uh, a little bit of pepper. A little bit of, like black pepper there. You know, a little... Something is just... Just slightly minty, too. Hmm. Okay, so this is the most expensive one at 20 bucks. The most expensive you chose to buy. Yes, exactly. Yeah, like I said, there was one that was $60. Maybe I'll get that next time. I did buy a $50 wine. I didn't want to buy that and a $50 mm -hmm. sake at right. the same time. You know, first sip, first impression is the flavor kind of just like was muted. Like there just really wasn't that much flavor going on compared to some of the other ones. Uh, kind of just like took a sip. It was cold. It was clean. And it was gone. You know, that was just the first sip. I'm going to dig more, but that was first impression. I, th I think there, there's something more going on here now. And it is very clean. Uh, and actually, um, as opposed to... So here's here's where... The Taiku hit fits in with the Sensei, which I believe are, w would be the you know the Sensei was so far our best, and then this Taiku. Mm -hmm. um, so the Taiku has it's still kind of not it, it's pretty flavor forward. I, I think actually it's it's pretty fun about it, but but the flavor is very nice and clean. Uh, it has you know this pearish, uh, maybe slightly guava mango kind of thing going on, uh, but it's up front very clean. It's uh, not hot at all. It ends really dry. Uh, it's 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 slightly less subtle than the sensei. It, it, it's, it's very dry. It has a almost a chalky feel to it, uh, almost like it ha uses a harder water than the other ones. You know, I can you, see you get that, that yeah. mineral water, that harder water type. You know, you get you know brewers, you know, and and you know, beer geeks will you know get this. And it just has that feel that it uses a, a much more mineral-laden water for this one. Probably helps, actually, to get the flavors out. But at the same time, may not... I mean, for what... It's very enjoyable, very tasty sake. But I think the sensei has a beat. Uh, I think the sensei just, you know, was more subtle and just was a little bit mm -hmm. cleaner. Yeah, I think the sensei is my favorite as well. Uh, so, yeah... World's best tasting sake, and not by my book, sir, or, or ma'am. But still very good, and especially if if you're not really in the mood for something subtle, if you, if you want a little bit of something to jump out at you, give you a little bit more flavor, this would, this would face up to more dishes, right? This mm -hmm. this might actually face up to like a, a stronger chicken dish. Uh, I I could even see it going. Um, Going into spaghetti, into some some something like that, it's, it's possible. Actually, you could probably do use the, this uh, to cook. Do the swishy thing with this one, because right. that's going to open up more flavors. I'm getting something. I can't think of exactly what it is. It reminds me of a cross between uh, something like 
broccoli stems with a little acidity to it like you know like broccoli stems with some lemon you know squirted on it you know and get something like that is so a little lemongrass okay it's kind of sort of what that is I don't know if I'm if I'm tasting that so much. I am tasting more peppery notes here than I am in the other ones. More notes of uh, you know more more of these uh, little slightly phenolic notes. Actually, no. With that sip, yeah, I did get a lot more of the phenolic peppery. Maybe it needs to be just warmed up a little bit. Check <laughs> like my beer roots. Well, I think that's our sake show. I think so. I'm not sure we have anything else valuable to add. Uh, the only thing we have to add is uh, is our rankings. So, let me uh, open up a new document and start our rankings. Jeff? Uh, Sensei is my favorite uh, at eleven ninety nine, as opposed to the Taiku, which was 20-something. Uh, yeah, nineteen ninety nine. It 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 just brought more different, more fruity flavors and things going on, and that's really what I enjoyed there. Uh, sensei number one, Taiku number. Does it deserve number two? I might have to do a taste off to really figure out which one's number two. Uh, so I'm just gonna just pick one. Thinking back, that's a hard one. I might have liked the haiku better than the Taiku. <laughs> I'm not sure. Undetermined at this point. Uh, j for for the thing, just put Taiku two, Haiku three, okay. Benihana four. Uh, I would agree with those. I'm I'm I think stronger on on the two Taiku uh, because I thought that the Haiku was a little hot, and I don't like that in a sake. I like the sake to be to be really nice and and not hot at all. And I think the the haiku had a bit of hotness there. That uh, let me get back to the haiku real quick, and we can we can determine this. Yeah, exactly. So hear me. But the sensei was was really pretty. You know, a pre pretty beautiful drink. It was uh, it was clean and and uh, and had subtleties. Uh, it was really very nice. The taiku was a little bit less subtle. Still very clean, but just uh, was didn't didn't have quite the kind of what I was wanting today, and I think what I was wanting today was something just really clean, crisp, and and very nice and and, and beautiful tasting. And so the haiku comes in next because it still had some some great flavors, uh, but it was a little hot, and the benihana was considerably hotter and also was a little bit harsher and just wasn't you know it was not meant to be in this. Um, anyway, if I would have seen what was Benihana, I would have known. Okay, that's a hot sake. Not not that it's a bad hot sake, but I think it's worth having it on the yeah. show. Just kind of compare them, and it was the hot. I mean, not hot as in temperature, but hot as in booziness. It yeah. was the booziest by far. Yeah, just the alcohol was apparent. And just it, but it's not meant to be a cold sake. It's mm -hmm. meant to be a hot sake. It's meant to be a less than premium version of sake. So you know, you're judging against three premium sakes meant to be drunk cold, and so it's it's not going to win. I'm sure Benihana. I don't know whether they produce a a, uh, a premium cold sake, but I know that on their website they say they have premium yeah. sake. So I just so. tasted the haiku and the taiku, said one after another. I don't really have a preference. 
They're, they are slightly different. I'm not sure which one I like better. It's it's hard to say. But if you're looking for a cold sake, skip the Benihana. Go for the stuff that's a little bit more expensive in the ten dollar range. And I think the Sensei at you know at uh, less than the price of the other two was uh, you know the best bargain definitely and and the one that we like the most. Yeah. So that is it. That's the sake show that I've been wanting to do for about two hundred episodes now. Well, that one's it, checked off the bucket list. It, What's next? It wasn't because we had it wasn't because we didn't have the desire to do it. It was simply because we could not get very good sake here in Pennsylvania, and luckily, Ohio had the goods. It did. Thank you, Vintage Estates. No, this was Chalet Premier. I thought the orange tags were. No. Huh? Okay. This was Chalet well, Premier. Thank you, Chalet Premier. Even better. All right. Thanks, everybody. Let's wrap this up. Craft beer, Radio, Craft beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Visit our website, craftbeerradio.com, for more information. And email us at beer at craftbeerradio.com. So is that uh, Twitter, Facebook, Google Plus, go to the website, find it Thank you.